Hello everyone, welcome to A Bev with Steb. What did you do this summer? I went to Rhode Island and this podcast is all about that. Please enjoy. Something like love. Welcome to episode of A Bev with Dev. That was the Chris Robinson Brotherhood with Shore Power because we're live on shore. This is where doing a podcast is pretty silly, really, because the video is a lot better than the audio, I bet. Are we on shore or are we on? We, we are overlooking what is this harbour? What is, where are we? Um, we are on the Block Island Express heading directly to Block Island 
Rhode Island. Is this the Atlantic Ocean as well? well we're supposed to go out in the wind. That's what we're supposed to do here, right? Yeah, but that makes for a terrible podcast. Okay. So this episode is all about a wedding in Rhode Island um, near Long Island. Is it near the Hamptons? Yeah. Anyone who's sick of Emily Moment, sorry about that, but she's part of the show. At least it's not about you this time. No. But you don't want to be involved too much. You feel like you've been overexposed on the podcast. Yeah, I just want to give, you know, you have lots of interesting, funny people in your life. And I, I feel like I'm taking up space on this podcast that uh, you could be sharing with other... Well, you're the best person in my life. That's why you're the wife. So we've been to Boston, Massachusetts. I've had severe nose problems. I've had a cold. We've been sleeping for 12 hours a night on a mattress... Tell me about the bed. Memory foam, king size. That's where it's at. Memory foam, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be too private, but what's it like for Snoochies? There's no um, springs in it. Yeah, but I don't know if that... It's just that as soon as you... They conceived around, but two children, didn't they, yeah, with that? So it must... Fine. Was it with that mattress, do you think? I'll, I'll have to ask her. So that's the main thing that happened in my Boston. my sister's bed, so, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I bought some gold glasses... Um, and mainly it was rehab, wasn't it? Yeah. What was your What was your favorite part of Boston? Did you enjoy this trip around? Did you do anything different than you've done in the past? It was maybe having a couple of drinks in the Shea Bar and Kitchen in um, Massachusetts. That's my new local in Cambridge. And I enjoyed getting a sandwich today yeah. at the Full Moon Cafe in on Huron Street in Cambridge. Uh, barbecue last night was alright. Got over the jet lag pretty easy. It's so nice. I love America. I'm a much better person in America. Yeah, I enjoy I life. I think your favourite part was actually just when I left the house the other day and you just didn't, you know, yeah. you just laid around. But yeah, just getting away from miserable England with cynical fucks in my face and just enjoying the joy of um, the US. I'll work better in America. Anyway, this is pretty aimless, but we're going to a wedding. The uh, bride, her name is Ginger. That's right. And then the groom, his name is Charlie, and they have the same surname, Kroll. Have you ever, has anybody out there ever heard of that? Please write in, or, you know, don't bother, as you won't. Ginger and Charlie Kroll were going to that wedding on a, is it on a beach? Where, where are they getting married? I've just bought a shirt, even though I don't need one, but what, where's the actual wedding? Is it in a, where's the ceremony? It's not on a beach, but I think it's kind of like a beach-based hotel and club type place. I'm thinking about doing a neti pot over the side of this boat, but there's not going to be any hot water. You just want to get a drink. Not a lot. Of, no, I'm going to do press-ups on this boat. That's going to happen. Do you reckon anybody, do you think anybody's ever done press-ups on a boat from New London shore to Block Island? Maybe press-ups, but I think you would have been the first to do a neti pot, so... That yeah. might be a... Oh, wow. Now, also, a young woman just started talking to us. Mm. How did she do this? She interjected. Yeah. We were going to leave our suitcases downstairs on the ground floor or whatever. And how did she interject? She said... And I'm grateful for this. She's a really pretty woman. She's yeah. clearly talented. Yeah. Not as good as Emily Moment, but you know. We were leaving our bags and working out what to do, whether to take the bags up to the top deck, which we're going to go out to in a minute. But just to capture this moment of being in... Yeah, so how did she interject? Something about, you know, I'll watch your bags, because she was very clear we were trying to, like, separate ourselves. She saw you had a ukulele. But 
most people would just be like, oh, I'll just watch it. Don't worry about it. You can, I'll watch your bags. But she said, don't worry about it. I'll watch your bags. I'm just a musician going to the island to play tonight. <laughs> Thursday night. At, what, what was it? At the spring house. That was good, though. That's another thing that Americans... Good marketing. another thing that Americans are good at. Shameless self-promotion. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's don't worry. Doing. I'll watch your bags. I'm just over here to do a gig tonight at the spring hotel. <laughs> at at, at 9.30, night. martini night. <laughs> and we went, okay. Then I chatted. Then maybe I. Maybe that's how she gets people to come to the gig. Then I opened. Then I opened the chat floodgate. Now we're gonna. Now we're gonna go to her gig tonight. Why not? Why not? What else are we doing? Nothing. We're not doing anything. Doesn't start till nine for us. Seen her set list. Yeah. Um, oh, I was like stuck in the middle of you. Okay. So this is a paid gig. Yeah. The band is called Heat. Yeah, and then the other band is called Fever. I've just realised that she's probably gonna listen to this as well, Emily. But she okay. seems like a friend. How many, how many young musicians strike up conversations with me in fucking Camden? No one. Only when I'm running night and they come up to me and go, where are the beer tokens? Oh, is it only for Red Stripe? You know, that's the vibe we usually get. And then there's a girl with her butt cheeks just hanging out on this... Um... Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that, though, as much come as you on. did. <laughs> come on. So she's got denim shorts and then what? Shorts is generous to call them shorts. So you can see the curve of her ass. I mean, that's Not very. Even the curve. I mean, they, it is almost like Brazilian. They're like Brazilian jean shorts. But she's not fit, really. She's got a lot of makeup on. I think she's about seventeen, even though she did just get a cocktail downstairs. She's a child. She's very young. Yeah, but she's got. She's old enough to have the curve of the ass, which is, you know. Well. If the grass, if there's, that's, you know, well, they say if there's grass on the pitch, let's play cricket. Okay. Well, they shave it now, don't they? All those lot. Is there any song you want to play that's ocean-themed as we're crossing um, the Atlantic from one weird island to another? Let's have a bit of Michael McDonald. You know, this is where he lives, isn't it? Is that his song? Yeah. That's, you know, he gets um, lobster roll on his moustache on yachts that look like this. Right. So here's Michael McDonald. See in a bit, we're heading to Ginger and Charlie's wedding with our new friend, Ricky Lou. Great name. That's why I love America. Okay, so um, here we go with Michael McDonald. Yeah, I'm gonna be there.
Welcome back, Michael McDonald. That was him. Um, so now um, we went up onto the deck and it was too windy to even move. I actually worried when I walked around the back of the boat that I was actually just going to fly off the boat and die. And like... Br- it was that kind of wind. It was very windy. It was very windy. Like, I'm sure phones have gone flying. It looks quite calm, the water, doesn't it? Look. Look at that. It's, it's really quite calm. Very picturesque. Which is weird because when you go up on the deck, it doesn't actually feel like... Why do why don't we live in this sort of area? Do you wanna move we can move back to the ocean in America. That's right. Portland. Yeah. I wanna be in a friendly place in a friendly town where everybody knows your name. It looks as though we're up, we're staying above the only pub in town. Great, so this is gonna be a good time. And for future reference, this is a period of transition now. I've done the hard work of the year. I'm so, It's time to do things for myself. It's time to get rid of all the trash in my life and move forward. <laughs> America's woken me up and cleansed me once again. It's been a rehab. People are a bit miserable in Boston, aren't they? Not really loving my charm, but I'm a fat, hairy, sweaty bastard nowadays. I'm not that good looking, so maybe. But whenever you walk into a glasses shop, yeah. you command the room. People instantly want to talk to you. Is yeah, that that's because I'm wearing weird glasses and so I've got a weird accent. They see dollar signs when you walk in because they know that you're definitely going to buy something. I mean, the case has been this time when I was on Newbury Street, which is like my hangout in Boston, is that I don't have the money and I walk in, I walked into Reese or Rice or whatever it's called, and I was like, all right, so how can I help you today? What are you looking for? And I'm like, nothing. And I just looked and I was like, I can't afford to pay $350 for this blazer. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing in it. I haven't got the money. I'm very open about it. and um, But that's where I've been hanging out. And since... In between the two hangouts on Newbury Street... America! <laughs> I have these boobs in England. Boobs and beer and let's have a good time. Bloody hell. Forget Brexit. Boobs and beer. No boobs Brexit. and beer. What the fuck? Do you want to go horseback riding? Uh, yeah, maybe. But we haven't got insurance, so I'll, if I do a Christopher Eve, it's not going to work out for us. Oh yeah, and since my last visit to Newbury Street, where I bought hats, glasses, everything, the Brexit has happened and the pound is now dog shit. So when something is $10, it's now £8.50, and before it was £6. It's like the euro. When I was here in 2007, a lot, when I first was really spending money in New York, I got laid off, they gave me eight grand, and in six months I came back four grand in debt so I spent 12 grand in six months but that was a big feat because back then a pound was two dollars pretty much it was one dollar ninety and things weren't as expensive like prices have shot up in America as well and Newbury Street is not where it's at for me now so the only thing I really bought on Newbury Street was a patch of a naked woman that I'm going to put on my denim jacket we've learned now that we're going to get a new bed the thing is when you're in your 30s that's more important to spend money on a bed than it is yeah. on whatever it is you want to spend money on in your 20s. A bed, I mean, having a good night's sleep like that, being able to actually lie down and just fall asleep instantly, that's very hard for me. I don't know anyone at this wedding, do I? Yeah. Apart from Ginger. Yeah. I don't know anyone. Ginger is an actress and she's a hot woman, let's be honest. Yeah. She's a hot actress. If you're listening to this, you're near a computer or you're on a commute look up ginger kroll she was in an episode of the sopranos she was the um girl who 
um, the Notorious B.I.G. cheated with in the film, what was it called? Notorious? That's her biggest role? Yes. Little Kim bursts into the room and hits her, and that's Ginger's biggest movie thing. I love... Is it Fa- isn't it Faith? Oh, Faith Hill, whatever her name is. What's her name? No, Faith Hill. It's a country singer, I think. Oh, Faith is the one who sang with P. Diddy. Oh, I miss you, yeah, yeah. but not your money, or whatever. She's the only white person in the movie, and it's pretty easy to identify her. <laughs> and Tom, uh, remember when we all rented that house down the shore? Oh, my God. You okay? Remember when it's the lowest form of conversation. I said no, thank you. I guess I should consider myself unemployed. <laughs> Laid off. What do I do, Jane? First, you make sure this goddamn check clears. And second, if you're thinking about jumping, I strongly suggest that you don't. Ginger, she's getting married. Yeah, so uh, she's been your friend for a long time. Yeah. Ginger was the witness at our wedding. At our wedding. With Joel Ramirez. So, anyway, um, let's move this along now. How is everyone doing in their lives? I'm now um, hosting nights for So Far Sounds. There will be an episode for So Far Sounds coming up. I did my first hosting of a So Far Sounds event when um, a couple of days before we left so about a week ago now and I was on the peak of being sick and I had to be like please welcome some act I can't remember right now you know show that enthusiasm and when you're getting in the trenches of sick and when you've been at work all week as well I couldn't actually lift my voice and it was like really hoarse and like it reminded me of the Paddy Riley stage and it was good my best joke was um, I've just remembered where the toilet is the toilet is down there on the left don't go all at once and if you do film it and send it to me that got a good laugh and um yeah that's my new thing now in line with this and i'm hoping to do the so far sounds podcast i'm gonna muscle my way in on that just by doing it so everyone i host i'm gonna interview the artists but i couldn't do it that night there was too much going on already but so far sounds is a thing going on um so that'll be a future episode um so back home things are changing i'm becoming more of a compare and mc this podcast is still going to be in my future even though i've slowed down it's just that there's more going on we run a music night we're still mahoney in the moment the band the um savannas are picking up they just slimmed down a bit <clears throat> lost a bit of weight um, <laughs> um Still running the music night still the leading salesperson in the events industry i might be moving into the art world soon who knows there's certain things going on so um we'll probably be back interviewing our new friend and until then what's our sponsor of this episode maybe it's sam adams sam adams summer we're currently drinking emily's drinking it faster than me so here's a word from our sponsor samuel adams there there we have 170 kinds of beer from all over the world call me when you're ready i'm ready Call the Sam Adams. Yeah. yeah. You can go around the world and not find a better beer than Samuel Adams. Always a good decision. Okay, welcome back. And now we are here with Ricky Lou. What's going on? Not too much. On the ferry, headed out to Black Island. Ricky, we've just explained what happened, actually. Up, upstairs, we said how we met just then with luggage and stuff. 
and I was just asking you, so you're a musician in a band called Heat, who are playing tonight, what's the venue? The Springhouse on Black Island. Every Thursday, is it every Thursday? Most Thursdays, we alternate, so I've got friends that cover the rest of the summer. What is this community you're in? Is this a Connecticut community of covering artists, you and friends do the night, or what is it? It's uh, a friend who manages a band I used to sing in. He and I, between the two of us, cover booking for the summer. Do you run the whole area like gangsters? <laughs> Man, I wish. That sounds way cooler than what I actually do. <laughs> and what's your life story? How did it all begin? Um, well, I've been playing music for a long time. My father played in bands. Um, really? Who's your dad? Is your dad like Enrique Iglesias well, or something? His name is Glenn Miller, but he's not the orchestra. What? Didn't he just die? <laughs> No, Glenn oh, Campbell. Oh, uh, who's like, Glenn Miller? Glenn Miller had like a big band in the 1940s. In the mood, you know. What's your tattoo, Wanderlust? What's that mean? Oh, you know, that traveler bum that I was saying I used to be. Where did you do that? Where did I get the tattoo, or yeah. when did I travel? Uh, in East Hampton, Massachusetts, maybe two and a half years ago. Oh, you didn't travel very far for that one, then? No. I was. It was across the street from where I lived. <laughs> it was a short walk. Okay. <laughs> so your name is Miller, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Miller's an English name, isn't it? Yeah, they were English somewhere down the line. Yeah. And your mother is Dutch-Indonesian? Yes. But I've even met. her father, my Indonesian grandfather, played music. He played piano and ukulele and was super into Elvis. Like, a family tradition of uh, musicians, I guess. Like you, yeah? Your grandfather was a jazz trumpeter. He was very, yeah, he was, he had his own... You two jazz. might be related. I have, to, <laughs> I have to clear my glasses. Yeah, so we're on a boat. Yeah. And um, my granddad is an accordion player, an Irish singer. That's but that's it. My dad's not musical, but he's been to a lot of concerts. He was a 60s mod. He was at like Bob Marley live at the Roundhouse, you know, No Woman, No Cry. He was there, he saw the Beatles. He was like, you know, the rooftop bit. He was downstairs. He's in that video, or so he says. <laughs> My dad saw a lot of gigs, but he's not a musician. Yeah. We are musicians. I mean, for accordion players, it's gotta be tough to find work. You can play accordion. I would think. I mean, I saw the Dropkick Murphys last week. Oh, They've yeah? got an accordion player. Oh, are you a plastic paddy? What? Are you a plastic paddy? No. I was actually there to see Rancid, to be clear. <laughs> Who are Rancid? Are they like, they're like a metal band? No, they're uh, they're punk rock. They're probably one of the more famous punk rock bands. So were you a punk? Um, no, you know, I hung out with the punks. My baby daddy is a punk. So you're from a family of musicians, and when did you first... What's your first instrument? What's your first single you bought? I think I learned how to sing harmonies in my grandmother's basement. My my dad and my uncle played in a band. Why, was she locking you in the basement? <laughs> no. Did you have a troubled childhood? <laughs> no. Well, maybe. That's another story. Do you know this has five million listeners, this podcast? <laughs> I do. Oh, okay. I'm learning more about it right now. So you sang in your mom's basement. I'll stop yeah, interrupting Yeah, I learned... That's okay. I learned how to sing harmonies. I remember my uncle and my dad played in a band and... Um, one of the keyboard players was teaching me like how to sing harmonies when I was maybe, you know, seven years old, seven or eight years old. And uh, that's when I sort of got my hands in the music. I had been around it a lot, but... And then growing up, you know, all throughout, I picked up a guitar, you know, 
my brother played drums and I was always singing and I was in a like a middle school production of Pirates of Penzance. Okay. It was awful. I mean, I was awful. The, the production was cute. You know, it was 11 and 12 year olds. Okay. But um, when I got to high school is when I started hanging out with more musicians. You know, the high school smoking pot and playing acoustic guitar and like dreading my hair and... You got dreads. Yeah, for a short while I did. And um, I started playing in bands. I was writing a lot of my own music at that time. Okay, and what is your first band that you're into? First band I was into, so it was probably Green Day. I remember the first two cassette tapes that I bought. It was Ace of Base and Green Day. Uh, Ace of Base was Ace my first album. Oh, wow. That's amazing. All that she wants was in England. Well, it was the B- it was the A side. It was Don't Turn Around on one side. It was like the single. So yeah. it was Don't Turn Around, and then the other side was She's Having the Baby that, or whatever. All, uh, all that she wants. Yeah, all yeah. Yeah. Why were they so massive? I got it at a dance for free when I was in like seventh grade. And around the same time, it was Spin Doctors, Two Princes. That was Spin a big Doctors song. Big. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, it was like weird rap music, wasn't it? It was big, like Snoop Dogg yeah, and Three Eleven was one of my like major. Like one of my favorite bands when I was in middle school, high school. Well, that K7, they were good. They were Do you remember? Come, baby, come, baby, baby, come, come. They were American. I mean, that song I know. Come, baby, come, baby, baby, come, come. Come, baby, come, baby, baby, come, come. You gotta give me love and then you gotta give me some. You gotta give me love and then you gotta give me some. Your main band is Heat. You're also in a band my called. My main band is Fever. Okay. So tonight's like a little side project gig for me. That you do every two weeks? Every couple of weeks, yeah. And what's the difference between the bands? So this band is doing like pop rock. So what does Fever do? The set lists are very similar. Um, this band's a little bit smaller. So this band's a six piece. My other band is an eight or nine piece. What and instruments is that? Band, other band came first. So this is... Okay. Um, so the, the eight pieces... Uh, so are you, are you being a mercenary with this gig? <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Though Dan approves, you know. I wonder what your voice is like. We're going to hear later. We are. It's going to be live. I'm going to record it. Oh, this okay. is an evolutionary, revolutionary sound system. It's going to capture everything. Yeah, very high-tech, <laughs> HD sound. So it's two female lead singers, a male lead singer who also plays... What, tonight? No, 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 in my main band. Okay. Tonight's just one Who's female. Who's the other girl, then? Uh, her name's Taylor. She's a burlesque dancer and a very talented singer as well. Oh, She's sure. in Fever. Does she do burlesque while you, you know, guys we perform? We haven't gotten her to do that yet, but we absolutely should. That's got to be the next Sounds band. like we should be Probably going to see that wedding. band. At a wedding would be the best time to ask her to do it, yeah. Does she do the fire off the tits thing? Well, she's got, what are they, pasties or whatever they call them, the little yeah. stickers that go on the boobs. Why don't you do any of that? You never tried it or thought of it? I just had a baby. Did I mention that? <laughs> well, That's involved... the best time to do it. The boobs are huge. I'm working on getting my body back. Well, that would be original to involve the baby in the burlesque. What, and like milk the babe, like... <laughs> like a nappy thing's hanging off the nappy. Yes. Yeah, just do it with a nappy, just with a baby hanging off you. This took a turn. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's there, listening. I bet there's a fetish like website out there for oh, that. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Um, so this band though, you're the singer. I'm the female singer. There's a male lead singer as well. Oh, plays right. guitar. Is there? Yep. Okay. And then our, our keyboard player also sings on some of the tunes. Is that Dan Hendricks? No, Dan Hendricks plays trombone and he's not on this gig today. He's missing out. And you have a joint business card. Yeah, we have our other our fever card is in here as well somewhere. But yes, we the nice team, the management. He's sort of the musical director, and he does all the taxes and bookkeeping, and uh, I do all the the booking, the contracts, the set lists. Do you? You're the businesswoman. Well, he does the the not fun stuff, the taxes and the bookkeeping and the. Holy shit! We never do any of that, do we? <laughs> we're 
cover band as he well. We'll give you our card. Where's our card? He writes all the horn charts, which he does an amazing job at. He's very talented at that. Do you guys have like a He's got a great ear, you know. We played in an Earth, Wind, and Fire tribute band. We do a lot of tribute acts. Yeah. He would stop like 13 or 14 people and be like, What note are you playing? You're playing the wrong note. You're supposed to go to the fifth here and then it modulates to blah, blah, blah. I know zero theory. I didn't go to school for music. I'm just self taught. So he's a lot of people like don't know. A genius to me. He'll just stop a bunch of people and be like, I heard you doing something wrong. <laughs> so Paul McCartney couldn't even read music until about five years ago. Oh, well. Where's your favorite place to play stuff. around here? Do you perform mainly around Connecticut or do you travel to New York uh, and Boston? We travel a lot. Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. We're in New York a lot, New Jersey sometimes. So you're a pro musician, yeah? Yeah. You're like on I the do. road? I do that for a living, yeah. That's all I do. And you want Amy Winehouse tribute acts? We do an Amy Winehouse You don't have a big enough nose for that. I don't. I also you're not can't, ugly I enough for that. The cat <laughs> eye. I can't do the, the eyeliner like her. But, and I also Can you sing like that? I don't have the British accent. It's really tough. Oh, she's talked like a. That only fucking, comes out. Yeah, she's talked like a I'm prison. I'm recording of me playing that somewhere. She sang like a prison warden. Song, if you're interested. Let's play an Amy Winehouse song. What's your favorite song by her? I've never played Amy Tears Winehouse. Tears dry on their own. Tears dry on That's their own. That's my favorite to sing. I should specify. I like Love Is a Losing Game. That's a great. It's song. a bit sad, right? It is. Sad. How does that go? Tears dry on their own. Uh, you want me to sing? I see what you're doing here. <laughs> you don't have to. Because then we're going to play it. See, I was going to do you one better. I was going to show All you right, the 10-piece play, play band actually playing it. You know, it's phone audio, so we'll see. All right, so here we go. Oh, well, this is me and Mr. Jones, but I love that song. What do we do about these bloody phones? Where's it coming out of? Winehouse. Okay, so let's play that song. What's it called? Me and, Mr. Jones. Me and Mr. Jones. No, not that one. The one you like. Oh, my favorite one to sing is Tears Dry on Their Own. Okay. I mean, this is a close second. They're both great songs. Okay. All I can ever be to you is the darkness that we know and this regret I got accustomed to. Once it was the ride when we were at our high, waiting for you in the hotel at night. I knew I had him at my match. But every moment we get snatched I don't know why I got so attached It's my responsibility And you don't own nothing to me But to walk away I have no capacity He walks away The sun goes down He takes the day But I'm grown And in your way In this blue shade Do I stress the man when there's so many real things at hand? We could have never had it all, we had to hit a wall. So this is inevitable withdrawal. Even if I stop wanting you, that perspective pushes true. I'll be some next man's other woman, so I can't play myself again. Should just be my own best friend. I fuck myself in the head with stupid man. He walks away, the sun goes down, he takes the day, but I'm gone. And in your way, in this blue shade, my tears dry on their own. So we are history, the shadow comes, the sky is above. Away. He walks away, the sun goes down. 
Chocolates ain't no regrets And no most of no day Cause as we kiss goodbye The sun sets So we are history The shadow covers me The sky above the place Lonely lovers see He walks away The sun goes down He takes the day Rhode Island wedding special <laughs> with Ricky Ricky Lou and he called you Ricky Lee there was a singer called Ricky Lee wasn't there Ricky I think Jones, yeah. yeah was she a rockabilly singer mm, I don't think so. I don't I, if she ever did rockabilly I don't know about I'm about to do a rockabilly album and I've got some of that stuff on a playlist I'm sure Ricky Lee is a thing you know like Neil Young did an album called everybody's rocking it was shit but like it was like <laughs> Betty Lou got a new pair of shoes, all of that diner music. Betty Lou got a new pair of shoes. 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 Betty Lou, wow, wow, wow. Betty Lou got a new pair of shoes. Okay, so what were we saying? You were going to get married, and you, um, we, it got private, and Emily said we should record it because this is wedding themed. So, well, I thought that was interesting. You were saying you had the whole wedding planned and you called off the wedding. Yeah, yeah, we did the, you know, the proposal to get down on one knee. He got down on one knee. He did. Oh, I hope he doesn't hear this. I know. Do you think he's still stalking you? No. Are you he's honest? over it. Do you have like a? We're on good terms. We're not. We don't talk anymore. But complicated. And so, how do you communicate that you don't want to marry someone? What did you say? Were you like? Was he doing something really annoying and you're like, actually, I want to end all of this. I don't want to do any of this. Really, it was just I started acting weird and he picked up on it. And uh, I was headed out to a gig, actually. Did you shack someone else? This is what happened? Yes. Okay. Yes. And he found out or you told him? Yeah, well, I, it wasn't just that I shagged someone else. I, like, all out fell head over heels in love with someone else. Okay. That's who I now have a baby with. So I, I feel like... meet that person during that process? I had known him. him for a long time, way before I knew my ex-fiance. Um, and we were just... Uh, so you were a heartbreaker, Ricky Lou. But we used to just be buddies. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on your podcast. Yeah. Um, this is X-rated. <laughs> Good. Well, it certainly is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so we you were, were fuck buddies out. while you were engaged to someone else? No, 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 no. Like, years and years ago, we were. And then, yeah, I hadn't seen him in a long time. We both traveled a lot. He was living in Nashville. Um, and I went to Nashville to clear my head to think about calling my wedding off. And uh, did you really go to clear your head, though? I or did. to clear your pants? reached out to me. <laughs> he happened to reach out to me like a week before I was headed down there. Plane tickets were bought, and I did not know he was down there. So we were like, let's hang out, have a drink, whatever. That sounds exciting. Well, yes. You were like, we you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and no. did you get a hotel room? From what happened? Our, from our history, I did not think there was going to be any romantic... Had you already movie. touched him before? Yeah, we used to be... Uh, okay, when? Like you're engaged. five years prior to this. Okay. Yeah, before I was engaged. So you knew about this guy that's now your yeah, guy. There was no, there was zero romance in it. It was really like 2 a.m. Like, are you awake? Are you alone? Yeah, come on over. And then like 
See, I've never had that. Have you ever had that? Yeah. You've had that. Oh, you yeah. bastard. I've never had that. I'm a one, I was a one night stand <laughs> guy. I live with my parents for ages. You never had a person that you regularly went back and just had sex with and no other attachments, no other um, strings? Well, it's always, it's always complicated for, for the guy because be. the woman is always... No, with me, I'm always too nice and, you know, um, you then have to, you know, hurt someone. It was a bit like that. Maybe you're the complicated aspect. <laughs> no. It's becoming clear. Well, with guys, they want to just, like, make sure they want to see what's going on. And by the time they're like, oh, do I like this girl? You've had, then you've had sex and it's gone too far. And then they get upset. That's the vibe I had. I never had a fuck buddy. In but then again, I was never in America. In my experience, I've seen more around. blubbering males. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a whole picture now. So you went back to Nashville. And then did a spark, actually, to clear my head. Decide for myself. I went down alone. I travel alone a lot. Why did you go to Nashville? Trying to clear my head. Honestly, I opened the map and looked at it and said, where have I not been yet? I was traveling by myself, and that's just... I pointed to that at the map. It was either... What did you tell your fellow you were doing? Were you living with this guy? I was, yeah. I said I was going to Nashville. Well, that's the same as being married anyway. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, we're we're married. Without the paperwork, sure. It seems like you really figure out... I feel like if you're planning a big wedding, you really figure out who somebody is, because... You have to go through a lot of difficult decisions. Now you're getting involved in the personal bit. This is what you're interested in. I was doing a music <laughs> podcast with Ricky Lou, and you've gone all Jerry Springer. I've been cheating on you. With your friend, Heather. You are like you know with this guy now, so yeah, you're yeah, you're with him now. We're together now. We have a beautiful baby. So it's actually romantic. And you said you proposed. It all, you know, I wasn't. I didn't really buy into this. Everything happens for a reason. Crap. Yeah. But um, when I was in Nashville, and his name is Logan. Not his first name, but we'll call him Logan. <laughs> he believes in that you know everything happens for a reason. He's sort of like. Not religious, spiritual, but into kind of new age stuff that I'm not, like tarot card readings and stuff. And he sort of saw this all as like, this isn't supposed to happen, and I did not. And um, yeah, but he day, fancied you. It's pretty. Day, it's pretty black and white for men. Too. It was the same for us back in the day. He'd already booked a hotel and everything. Okay, yeah. So I was about to leave Nashville, and this was March, maybe, and a snow and ice storm hit that shut down like all transportation out of Nashville and I got stuck down there for an additional three days because my bus was cancelled so you went in the winter it was March and Nashville is pretty warm year round like it, it doesn't very get we were there in December. it gets chilly but it's not like they're not used to snowstorms and ice storms down there so it everything just shuts down when that happens and so I was stuck there for another three days to which he was sort of like looking at me like, see, see, this is all supposed to happen. <laughs> but you'd already been with him, so this wasn't the sex festival I'm imagining of first meeting someone in a foreign city. That's very exciting. Well. It was. <laughs> okay. Um, when was this? Only about a year was, ago? No, let's be clear. It wasn't the first time we had slept together. It was the first time we actually had romantic feelings. Right. So we were like discovering this new, like, oh. 
we're actually looking at each other's eyes this time. I should have come to America when I was 18. They always had to have complicated feelings with English women. I tell you, there was none of this. I got in Maybe deep trouble a lot of times. More cheap sex. I didn't know the right people. You're gonna thank me now that I've gone down this route because now you can interject all of your shit about Nashville that you haven't fit in anywhere else. Oh, I can actually. Yeah, yeah I've got some Nashville material. We spoke to a cab driver. Um, we got an Uber, and he started going on about how he met Little Richard or something. He was talking about where Little Richard lives in a hotel in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, and he was talking about his brother or some shit like that. No, Little Richard don't live in... Oh, let's listen yeah, to it then. I'm going to put it on... interesting Uber driver conversations in Nashville. All you the do. Uber drivers, yeah. like, as soon as we got in the car, where are you going tonight? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, I know all about... And then, yeah, just started talking. The city of transplants, too. There's very few people that you'll run into that are actually from Nashville. Yeah. So here we go. So you're a George Harrison fan? I'm a Beatles fan, man. Yeah? I'm a, you know, you know y'all just came from the basement here? Yeah. I'm doing a production in April, but I'm doing it on Prince. Oh, yeah? But after I do Prince, then I'm doing the Beatles. It'll probably be like the end of the summer. Y'all live, what y'all visiting? Yeah, visiting. Uh, We're coming back in August, actually. Oh, man, yeah. So when is, so what, is this a night where everyone plays Beatles songs or everyone that's, plays Prince songs? That's exactly right. But I'm doing Prince first. I, I can't even concentrate but one thing at a time. Do y'all like Prince over there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a gig on the night of Prince, I didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, you had a gig. What do you do? We're musicians too, oh, yeah. Oh, what y'all play? We play like, uh, what do you say it is, Emily? Like Americana music. Americana, like fu <laughs> alternative folk type stuff. Yeah. Sure. yeah it could be a bit John Lennon-y. Oh, you got to be in another lane. Did you play yourself? I played a guitar. Lee. Sweet. So are you doing your own set? Oh, no. I'm not that good. <laughs> uh, I got a little money, but I'm not that good. <laughs> Funny you say that, because when Prince plays one of my guitar gently weeps. Oh, man. He's smashed up. Oh, man. That's one of my favorites right here, man. Yeah, that is amazing. What you did. I love threw it. the guitar up in the air. And it just stayed it up never there. never came down. I know it. One of his boys cried or something, but I love that, man. They played the hell out of that song. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that was Georgia's song, too. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Tom Petty and stuff didn't even need to be there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, oh, man. He tore that solo up. At yeah. The end. Yeah, ridiculous. He was good. He was like Jimi Hendrix on the guitar. People didn't give him appreciation, you know. He played like a hundred instruments, didn't he? Yeah, he played everything, but I'm going to tell you something, man. My cousin is the one that discovered Jimi Hendrix. Really? You know Jimi Hendrix is from a town about 45 minutes from here. Right. Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. And they Knoxville. were... Knoxville? No, not Knoxville, Clarksville. Oh, Clarksville. Clarksville, okay. yeah. And uh, my cousin was with a bunch of groups. They were doing stuff like the Isley Brothers and some other ones. Anyway, Jimi Hendrix came, my cousin let him get on the bus, and they went to New York. Yeah. And uh, Little Richard, I don't know if you know Little Richard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Richard, he lives in Nashville, too. Right now? Yeah. He still lives here? Yeah. So hey, he's still alive and like... I was driving down the street a couple of years ago, and Little Richard was right next to me. <laughs> Boy, hey, Richard! Uh, hey! But, but anyway, my cousin let Jimi Hendrix get on the back, get on the bus, and Lil Richard, when they got to New York, Lil Richard's guitar player wasn't there, and uh, and uh, George said, hey, well, you can use my guitar player here with Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix did that, 
and then he did some more stuff. He got with the Isley Brothers. Then Jimi Hendrix went to London. Yeah. And boom, boom. Lou Richards is driving around Nashville, is he? Um, is he still wearing makeup and everything? Absolutely, he had on the makeup and everything. Yeah, it was him too. Sweet. Is he hitching yeah. a ride? Uh, is he hitching a ride? Now he was in a uh, he was in a black Escalade, <laughs> and I was driving down the street. So that was Nashville um, Uberman. Little Richard, Little Richard, filling up his car. I'm so grateful he's still alive, actually, Little Richard. And so, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? She was finishing the end, so you were coming to the end of this snowstorm and deciding that you were falling in love with each other. Cut to you now have a four-month-old baby together. Yes. And yeah, proposed. last year. I did. I proposed to him last August. And he said, "We ain't got the dough in a minute. Behave yourself." <laughs> he said, "I'm not interested." Well, marriage is... Oh, so you are engaged. Yeah. Marriage well, I learned is, that if you ask the guy to marry you, you don't get a ring out of it. How did you propose? Um, well, we were drunk in his kitchen, and I was just looking at him funny. And he was trying to tell me a story, and he kept stopping and saying, Why are you looking at me like that? And I said, I'm trying to work up the nerve to do something. And he was confused, but just continued on with his story. So I eventually just interrupted him and asked him. Grabbed him by his shirt. Did you? Yeah. That's good. I organically should have proposed to you in a diner in Queens. Do you remember? And you're like, please don't propose to me in a diner. <laughs> and then eventually I did when um, we went out to Shun Lee and I bought the ring. It was during... Uh, is it Shun Lee? Yeah. It was during Occupy Wall Street. It was 2011. And um, I am so awkward if I'm trying to hide something. So I had the ring in my jacket, and the food was really nice. Yeah. And then we walked back, and I wanted to propose where, you know, Ghostbusters, when Rick Moranis is talking to the horse, and he's like, And he's like, are you the gatekeeper? And he's talking to his horse, and then the guy goes, hey buddy, I do the deals. Key master. Destructor, come. I am Vince. Vince Plorto, key master of Gozer. Volga Sildraw, our lord of the Sebulia. Are you the gatekeeper? Hey, he pulls the wagon. I make the deals. You want to ride? sign then all prisoners will be released you will perish in flame what an asshole it's funny anyway it's in central park 57th street and Probably emily used to work romantic thing he could think of and emily used to work on 57th street yeah but central park to people at home they're like wow so yeah I... you didn't want to propose to me in central park you wanted to propose to me where rick moran is <laughs> are you the gatekeeper to the horses yeah that's still funny to me and, it, and Rick Moranis did a country album. Oh, did he? Yeah. I work all day to pay the rent Before the money's earned Well, it's all been allocated I got nothing on my plate But I wish that I were fat Nine more gallons and I'll have me a hat Two more times a lady 
Three more hundred blows Four more easy pieces Five more days on the road Seven more days a week now Eight more lives a cat Nine more gallons And I'll have me a hat lost it. Aww. Rick Moranis is good, yeah. He stopped doing movies when he didn't want to stick to scripts because he was a Saturday Night Live guy and he liked to just riff a bit and when he did like Honey I Shrunk the Kids 7 or whatever they were like no you have to stick to the script <laughs> and he just jacked it in. Really? Have we finished the intrusive private me. chat with Ricky Lou? Yeah, do have you guys ever perform music together? We haven't so I'm sure that's... Why not? I'm sure we eventually will. Because we're in two totally different worlds. I mean, I do, like, some of the Amy Winehouse tribute would be more up his alley than any of the other stuff I do. But he's, like, in this crusty world of punk ska reggae, and I do, like, private events in New York City. And, like, do you? How'd you get the. Where'd you, you play in New York? Um, I've played at several places. I've played the most prestigious event, probably, would be the 9 11 memorial at the Waldorf Astoria Did in New you? York. Yeah, the mayor, the mayor spoke. And, and you're the booker. You do all this yourself. That um, that one I didn't book, but most most of uh, all the fever stuff I book, all the that, but I've been, you know, the tribute stuff I book. What did, you, what did you sing there at the Waldorf Astoria? We just did our, you know, our regular set. This was in an old band that I used to sing in, but, you know, it was all dance music. It was interesting. <laughs> dance music? Yeah, you know, similar to the set list I showed you, a lot of rock and Top 40 and, like, Motown type stuff. We are arriving. Let's wind this up. So what's your top three albums ever? Oh, that's hard. Because this might say something about you. I, t- I tell you what. Back, back to Black, obviously. Oh, yeah. That's a big album. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Probably uh, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Uh, Inner Visions or something. Inner Visions like. is great. I'll go with Inner Visions. I'll go with Inner Visions. There's less fat. Yeah. It's more of a trim meal. Um, Man, I can come up with those two easily. The third one's tough. Did we mean to chat about this the whole time? Well, you have my information if you ever want to continue following Thanks so much for joining. This is one of the best podcasts ever, I can tell already. Great. Okay, check out Heat the Band. We're going to hear them in a minute. Thanks. Is it Ricky Lou? It's just Ricky, isn't it? Ricky. Ricky Lou Miller is really good, though. (laughs) Okay, thanks a lot. Bye. So here we are, it's uh, Friday night. We're about to head over to Ginger and Charlie's wedding. What's the, this venue called? A Mohegan Cafe. The Mohegan Cafe was sitting at the bar. 
I'm having a Guinness, how predictable. Emily is having a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. The only way to guarantee that you get a Guinness that's drinkable in America is get it out of a can. I'm very much enjoying it. And so we're about to go to the wedding a little bit late because well, um, for all intents and purposes we fell asleep. Although it's a cookout this on the beach. Welcome, yeah. Don't quite know what to wear. I've been um, doing this new thing with my teeth whitening, um, trying out a different brand of, of uh, this teeth whitening stuff that's just, like a sticker you put on your teeth, which is illegal in the UK. But you know, the UK's a fucking nanny state, so I need white teeth, so we're both doing it. Let's see your teeth. For all our friends at home, they're looking good. Emily's looking great. You are looking great today. Emily went into the sea in her underwear, not in a swimming costume. And I did my regular um, umbros um, into the sea. It was quite cold. Lay on a rock. How's your back after laying on the rock? Yeah, good. Um, any reflections about last night and the uh, girl from um, New London dancing around and singing songs that sound like Shakira but weren't? It was an intense party atmosphere, wasn't it? I don't know if that's what we were... Ready it was for. like Watford in the 90s. It yeah. was seriously... Seriously rocking. It was like the the rest of the island was really quiet, and then all of a sudden you just like hear a rumble as you're walking up the hill, and it was like spring break at night. People who couldn't spell their own name. I feel like I'm in some sort of American movie. I do. It's very American, isn't it, Emily? Yeah, yeah. It's like like you said, it's a uniform. All the guys are in baseball caps and flip flops and t-shirts. And all the women have got kind of formless hair, like they've just grown up in a tree or something, you know. <laughs> Um, okay, so but it's nice to be here, isn't it? It was really great to talk to Ricky Lou. Passing ships in the night, we'll probably never see her again. Although you never know. No, you never know. She might come to London and play at the Folk of Chalk Farm. The next Chalk Farm folk is October 25th at the Monarch Live. This podcast will be out by then. Hope everyone's having a nice summer out there. Um, I'm go- As I've said, I'm going through some changes. Um, you know, it's a Kia B-flat. Try to keep up, okay? Do we have any more words from our sponsor? Sam Adams is the sponsor. Great beer. There's actually a statue in Boston of Sam Adams, isn't there? Mm. When did you first drink your first Sam Adams? What age? 12? <laughs> Possibly. I started drinking when I was about 13. Sam, Sam Adams summer does nothing for me. You don't like it. You don't really like wheat, like wheat and white beer, so you, you prefer a... And when I had a Sam Adams the other night out of the can, it weren't doing much for me either. So what tune are we going to play next? Nice day for a white wedding by Billy Idol. Nice day to start again. Maybe Billy Idol's alright. Hot in the City was a rip-off of Springsteen's Hungry Heart. But you know, at least he's ripping off the good songs.
So welcome back, Emily. <laughs> here we are. It's Saturday night. Oh, we're going to get run over by taxis here. We're in the light. We're going to have to walk on the grass. So it's an experience. Here we are on Block Island. I'm feeling a lot better after having three Heinekens and a coffee <laughs> and a, two steaks. They're about 10 ounces each. Last night was quite a big night where we were on the beach and um, we've spoken to loads of people. Funnily enough, there's about four people here from London. One is called Gigi. No, Dee Dee. Dee Dee. Dee Dee, like direct debit. <laughs> um, ben, who we were just speaking to, and his Polish wife, who's called like Zaragoza or something. That's quite offensive, isn't it? But it's hard to remember her name. Um, this is quite intense podcasting, isn't it, Emily? Because we, we have fear of getting run over because there's no light coming out no, of us. And all like. I, yes. Yeah. And I have a harmonica around my neck and a ukulele. People are going to wonder what yeah, the fuck we're doing <laughs> by walking because everybody's getting a cab. Everybody's kind of rich here. I think there's already been enough kind of drunk Americans on this mm. podcast and its history. Mm. So, you, so guys, if I'm sure you're not hankering after hearing more people that you're never going to meet talking nonsense on this podcast. So me and Emily are going to give you a review of the wonderful wedding we've been attending. Yeah. I do feel better now, do you? A bit of fresh I air do, as well. Yeah, we've been feeling rough today because last night was last night was a big night where we went on the beach. This is mud here. Yeah, stick to the grey bit. We met on the beach with the with the whole sort of team. It was advertised as three o'clock. We thought we'd be late by turning up at half five, but we weren't. We we're actually early. And yeah, we're, there was a kind of a lobster dinner, very elaborate, and chicken and uh, ginger Delicious. and Charlie, who have the same surname. There was a kind of what does you call it? A bonfire? Yeah, a bonfire. Is that all yeah. it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, where there's this guy in a pink shirt who looked like Roy Wood Jr. going, trust me, I know fire. And like, I was going, yeah, man, where'd you get your shirt from? And he's like, Ralph Lauren. And I was like, okay. Calvin Klein, I think. Is that oh, Calvin Klein. And this wedding we've just attended was an actor's wedding. Yeah. What did you think we're, about it? We're usually the sort of people that, are, oh, the musicians. But we were like 12th on the bill. <laughs> the guy before us was called Trace. Is that because his name's Tracy? Oh, uh, maybe. Um, or maybe he like made it up you know some people like Trace yeah some people like mix their last name with their first name or something unbelievable musician you know my opening kind of banter joke with him was like wow man it's like you got eight fingers because he was doing Trace Bundy Trace Bundy oh there's another opportunity to get run over um so he was playing sort of instrumental 
stuff that was like with loops and stuff very accomplished and i you know i'm turning up with my ragged kind of neil young honky harmonica drunk last waltz vibe but i think it worked in it emily because people were surprised by my high voice and just, like neil young man you're neil young i was like yeah well a bit of bruce as well <laughs> yeah yeah someone when I, I had to talk to someone i wanted to talk to trace before he went and i got grabbed and this guy went oh neil young and i'm like no yeah but i suppose it's a bit of a fib because the real me is like this kind of um, quasi-comedian now that sings about paedophiles but you know it, we played Road Trip which is our one of our big hits and Emily sang the second verse which she doesn't usually do for those that are interested um, ukulele and guitar arrangement but we yeah. and then there was someone else that played after us Ginger and Charlie themselves sang a song and uh, there was a couple that did like a musical theatre number so it was an actor's wedding yeah. and I don't know if we were in the mood for it but well, I think we love Ginger and Charlie. We were a little bit hungover. We were hungover. We were the last people up last night. Yeah. But, and know, we had a lot of alcohol. And you know, when you drink a tequila cocktail in America, that's serious business. And I had a G and T. And yeah, so the liquor did me in last night. And today I've been feeling a bit ropey. Had a hummus wrap for breakfast. Hummus in America, even that is massive. The hummus was just bigger. Everything's bigger. Hear the crickets? That's free authentic Americana on the Bev with Stev podcast. It was an actor's wedding, which we really enjoyed. They thought of everything. Yeah. I've never been in a wedding with toilets that had Advil in a, t- in a sort of jar in the toilets and it had chewing gum, mints, was there tampons, there was everything. Was there tampons in the men's room? I've never been in such a great portaloo well those crickets are close man yeah they had they had fans on the seats even though it wasn't really that kind of day they had fans ready for people on the seats for the actual ceremony i mean yeah she planned everything down to the last detail and ginger looked gorgeous gorgeous. i have to say you know emily moment is obviously my wife and my number one but our wedding wasn't traditional like white dress but she's like the most gorgeous bride i've seen she's a beautiful woman she's pretty hot right and they sang a song. It was good. She's, she's fun. Dude. We're on the road to Rhode Island. Are we in the sea? I'm not going to look at my bank account when I get back to England. Just going to keep rocking. So much money this week. So thanks for tuning in. What about wet, wet, wet? What? Four weddings and a funeral. You know I love you. I always will. Remember that one? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So here it is. Wet, wet, wet. With a uh, heroin-addled Marty Pello. As the night draws dim here in Rhode Island. Wow. A lot of crickets. We love America. See you next time. Here's wet, wet, wet in the dry, dry, dry Rhode Island. Ciao. Bye.
by the way. 